Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio for this Tuesday, December the 7th. We thank you for listening to AFR as we do each and every day. Joining me in studio today is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Ray's in studio. I know. I, I make my way here to Tupelo at least once a year to drop by and say hi. It's not really a pilgrimage. <laughs> well, it is kind of. Make a pil- I like that. A pilgrimage a, to a Tupelo. A pilgrimage to Tupelo. Uh, that's what Elvis fans That's do. what Elvis fans would say. That's exactly what that's a pilgrimage to that's his birthplace. Right. That's, that's right. right. Uh, Chris Woodward's in studio, right, Chris? I'm here taking care of business. Uh, oh, TCOB, huh? Nice. Got a little Elvis thing going on there. Uh, my wife, Allison, she used to work at, uh, uh, well, Back in the late 70s, and uh, man, we used to have thousands and thousands. I don't know how many come now. Thousands and thousands of people. Uh, uh, she would uh, work at the mall, and, uh-huh. and these Europeans and Japanese would come Oh, I in. know. I know. Uh, Elvis fans. Right. They sure. would go to Graceland they, in Memphis, yeah. and they'd drive 90 miles down the road to Tupelo to see the birthplace. It gets is, really interesting around yeah. here when they have the Elvis impersonators. Mm-hmm. And they start getting off the buses, <laughs> and they're eighty years old. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. How, the fans are dropping, uh, literally. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. Yeah. But he's still, he's, he's still, he's still he's hugely still, popular. Uh, hugely yeah. popular. Yeah. At one time in China, the three most recognized names. This is twenty five years ago in China. Now, three most recognized names in the world were Jesus. Um, let's see, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, Jesus, Elvis, and and there was one other name that was uh, like the most you know well known name, uh, maybe Confucius or something like that. Mm. I don't know, but uh, do you know the Elvis Presley uh, didn't do? But I think he did one concert outside the United States, and yet that. and yet he had worldwide, worldwide fandom. Right? Yeah. Right. One one con- I think he did a concert in Canada, and because uh, he never went, he never did a concert in Europe. At all. No, or, or in Japan or anywhere right. else. And the reason for that is, uh, as I understand it, is Colonel Parker, who managed him, uh, didn't have an American passport. Huh. So he was afraid, Colonel Parker <laughs> was, that <laughs> if he took Elvis out on the road somewhere around the world, outside of the U.S., that he would not be able to get back in. Yeah, that's that's what I read. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But to, to never have done a international, I think right. he did one in Canada or something like right. that. Never to have done an international concert, and you still no, have no, worldwide no, acclaim. Right? No Elvis World tours or anything like no, that. No, nothing like that. So anyway, uh, there's your little Elvis trivia. That's something for today, mm-hmm. uh, Chris. Uh, this is a very uh, sp- special day in our country's history. Indeed, right? it is. Yes, eighty years uh, since the attack on Pearl Harbor. A lot of people are sharing stories. Uh, many news outlets are taking time out of their uh, programming to do specials or segments uh, featuring some of these survivors. Uh, today's show is one example. Uh, NBC's Today sat down with a few survivors. I don't have their name, uh, but uh, some of them were sharing stories about the attack 80 years ago. Clip one. I could still see the ship sitting there at 45 degrees covered in the smoke. 
You see that as you stand here? Oh, yeah. Look like the same thing. How come I survived? Yeah. And why did they die off? And you don't yeah. have an answer to that, do you? Well, I don't think anybody does. That anyone survived, it turns a boy into a man, is remarkable. It was instant confusion. Had scrabble confusion. We're losing a lot of those guys on a you know pretty much daily basis. The ones that survived. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. Uh, there was a story earlier this week profiling one of the survivors over a hundred years of age, and uh, I think you were pointing out yesterday, Tim, that we are losing uh, the that generation uh, is disappearing on us. Mm -hmm. uh, quite a day, right? If you know, if you think about it, if if somebody has is still living in 2021, and that's 80 years ago. They're going to be on the young side, 97 or 98, right? Yes. And yes. some of them, 101, 102, 103. Mm. Uh, it's, it's awesome to think about what happened 80 years ago. The uh, ignited a world war, mm -hmm. changed one, one sudden attack on Pearl Harbor, ignited a world war that changed the world, and it is still changed today, 80 yes. years later. Yes. Do you guys know? I know a lot of our listeners know that uh, they can't talk to us right now. <laughs> uh, they can only talk through the radio, at the radio. Do you know why Japan uh, Japan uh, attacked us at Pearl Harbor? That provoked uh, our response, obviously. What, what were they trying? Well, and we, we now know that it, there was not unanimity uh, in the general staff of the, of, of the Japanese armed forces there were some who were very aggressive and others, others who rightly said, if you attack, if you attack the U.S., you're going to bring them into war and there's no way we can win. But they were just outvoted, I guess you would say, or, or outshouted. And then did, did, did they think that they would be able to attack Pearl Harbor and then somehow invade the United States and take over our country? I mean, I, I just don't, I'm trying, maybe I need to, I did, I did need to go back and read some more. I just trying to think of what would be the reason why. Japan what would make what would make them think that attack like that would not be answered by the U.S. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the aggressors underestimated the response. Obviously, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, were we already involved in the European theater uh, yet? No, uh, that uh, kind of prompted. Yeah, that brought us into that, it. That brought us in all the way. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, eighty years ago today, yeah, Pearl Harbor. Um, took place yeah we've got videos uh on afn.net uh throughout today uh we'll be airing some of the um stories and uh observations of uh today i uh, do today's activity i do remember reading that they the japanese thought we were going to enter the war anyway and it was a sort of a preemptive strike uh -huh. um, I, I do remember reading something about that so anyway my our apologies to the world war ii historians out there who know the whole story there but i think we've got I think we're on track there with most of the history. We were talking just before we went on the air, Tim, uh, Ray, about one of the commanders, Japanese commanders, mm -hmm. what happened to him. Right. The, the, uh, the, the, the pilot, uh, Mitsuo Fuchida, the, the, the lead pilot in the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, after the war, he became a Christian. Mm. And <clears throat> he heard the gospel, he believed it, and became a fervent evangelist back in his home country of Japan. And... You can you just you can just read about him uh, on the internet, the story of his conversion, how 
he and, and he sought forgiveness later. He sought forgiveness mm. and was given forgiveness for what had happened during the war and became a fervent, fervent preacher of the gospel of Christ. Isn't that something? And obviously he wasn't a kamikaze. No, no. no. Right? No, and of course, the, that didn't really, that part, the, the kamikaze part didn't happen until later in the war when when things had turned completely. Oh, is that right? Yes, until okay. things had turned completely. So com- there, wasn't, there weren't kamikaze pilots at Pearl Harbor? No, not, not, not in the sense that you're talking about where, where you get in. Intentionally. And intentionally mm-hmm. turn your plane into a flying bomb, so to speak. Yeah. Well, well we owe a great deal of gratitude to all people who served our country yes. and our history, obviously, but we remember today, especially those war two veterans. And as you say, um, Chris, uh, as we know, uh, they are aging mm-hmm. in their nineties, even mm-hmm. over a century old now. Uh, all right. Uh, next story, Chris. Well, there's a big uh, meeting underway at the moment. It's a virtual meeting, uh, between president Joe Biden and Russia's Vladimir Putin. Um, USA today, uh, exercise some journalistic sources uh and they uh they claim biden is going to emphasize his desire for a diplomatic solution to the u.s conflict with russia over ukraine but usa today says biden will warn that russia's continued aggression will come with costs now obviously this has a lot of uh, mixed opinions and one of the persons uh one of the people i should say sharing some thoughts on this is former white house press secretary under trump kaylee McEnany. She was on Fox and Friends today casting doubt on Biden's capabilities on the world stage. Clip three. It's staffers that are preparing this, and Biden, of course, will be briefed and and well prepared by his team. That being said, I mean, Putin's notorious for knowing how to push buttons, change things. Um, And you have to be equipped. You have to be deft. You have to be on your feet. You have to know the games that Putin inevitably will play. And I'm not certain any of those words describe the current president and his capabilities on the world stage. Again, I want the best for our country. I hope he's tough. I hope he takes firm actions. I hope that Putin walks away understanding Mm -hmm. you can't act in the way, let's say, China's doing with hypersonic missiles or North Korea. Uh, you know, they're back to their antics. But I don't know if they will understand that because we all see Biden's uh, capabilities. Well, uh, so President Biden and what's uh, what's Putin, what's his formal title there? He's the president. president so he's of, Biden's counterpart. Of Russia. What do you make of what they're going to be talking about here today, Ray? Um, well, certainly right up at the top has got to be Ukraine, because the Russian troops are right there on the eastern border, Fred. That is correct. And we, we were discussing just before we went on the air, would Vladimir Putin actually send his troops in to try to conquer Ukraine? Uh, you said no, and I think you're right, Fred. What's the argument that he would? Well, I, I think he put them there as a bargaining chip. We'll put it that way, uh, because he does not you want Ukraine joining NATO. And uh, there are some within the Biden administration that think that should happen. Uh, But he says no. The other thing I think we have to go back to 2014, uh, then President Barack Obama and then Vice President Biden at the time talked tough about Crimea. And that fell apart and the Russians did what they wanted to do. I I think in the analysis leading up to this, and I'm sure coming out of it, is that uh, many conservatives believe that you have people like Putin, you have uh, the Chinese leadership, you have the Iranian leadership, you have North Korea. They all believe that Biden is much weaker than Donald Trump was. 
and they are going to flex their muscles to the max because they do not believe that Biden has the same resolve as Donald Trump did to to back up any kind of threats. Biden is going into this meeting, and they've been talking now for about a half hour or 45 minutes. Biden is going into this meeting saying, Russia, you will suffer economically if you move any further, your troops any further than where they are right now on the border. And I got to thinking about that. Is that your biggest threat, economic threat? Uh, What is it that, that, that Putin needs? from the United States. There's, there's nothing that I'm aware of. So uh, I think Putin is in the driver's seat. Russian TV has just shown some pictures uh, in the last half hour of this meeting. And it's just very interesting, the stance. Putin is kind of easing back in his chair, kind of just sitting there. Biden is, is much more tense in this because he knows the world has watched Biden does. Putin is in control of this meeting. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm uh, not really knowledgeable <laughs> on, on all the uh, geopolitical, uh, you know, things that are going on here with this. I just observing mm-hmm. uh, that Russia, uh, you know, used to be the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, Russia and all their uh, satellite states, which right. surrounded their country, used to be the mighty, with the capital M, Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And we know that that fell uh, when Ronald Reagan was president. Correct. And it, it fell in part because of Reagan's pressure and his uh, his moral, uh, uh, you know, authority that he had to speak to 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 Gorbachev, I guess it was then at the time. Uh, and then it also failed. Did the Soviet Union? Uh, they 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 collapsed economically because communism, uh, as they were running it, just couldn't hold up. So, and people in in Eastern Europe yearned for freedom too. That so all those things uh, combined to lead to the collapse of the former Soviet Union. So, I just think that Putin is wanting to sort of reassert, uh, you know, Mother Russia as the dominator of that part of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he does things to try to intimidate yeah. uh, the, the, the neighbors, uh, formerly Soviet, Soviet satellites. He does things to try to intimidate them, to make them do other things that he wants them to do, uh, short of Russia having to send troops in to invade to try to reestablish the old Soviet Union. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. You know, I tell you what scares me the most and this happened just uh, several months ago, Russia and China had joint military exercises. Hmm. Uh, that, that ought to scare everybody. There's two superpowers getting together, two dictators getting together, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> they don't like democracy. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they, they feel right now that they can threaten. It, it all goes back to, and again, I'm just quoting analysis that I've heard in the last 48 hours or so, it all goes back to the disastrous pullout of the United States from Afghanistan. That was. It was a total disaster. It's still being talked about in some circles. And many military analysts believe that countries like Russia, that countries like China saw the degree of weakness there, and they basically are saying, we're going to take advantage of that to get what we want. Yeah. 
Well, we'll just, you know, time will tell uh, with Russia and with China and Taiwan, for example. Um, yes. You know, uh, quite frankly, my own view is I don't know that we have the military capability uh, or the will of the American people to start fighting around the world. In essence, what would be the World War Three, right? If, if uh, let's say, the uh, worst-case scenario happened where China invaded Taiwan and Russia invaded Ukraine at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, that would be uh, that would be that would open up uh, World War Three, basically, potentially. Yes. Uh, or they could just invade those countries and get away with it because they can mm. uh, potentially. Could be a lot of bloodshed, uh, obviously, and it, it would it would cause I don't know what it would do the world wide stock markets and things of the, the economies of, 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 of countries around the world. But we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens uh, in those two situations. All right, Chris, next story. Well, you mentioned China there. Uh, Beijing is set to host the Winter Olympics in 2022. And the U.S. announced yesterday we are not sending our diplomats to the Olympics. Many countries for a long time now have sent officials, representatives of whatever government, uh, to that Olympic event as kind of a showing of solidarity. But White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki yesterday told reporters that we are not sending our diplomats to the Olympics. Clip four. The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang and other human rights abuses. Now, a lot of people have been pushing for the administration to just completely boycott the Olympics, not send even athletes over there, similar to what Jimmy Carter did in 1980 before I was born. You guys experienced that situation was there a big uproar in 1980 over not sending you know mary lou retton and those folks or you know abroad to do was that in 80 things like that mary lou was 84 was that, but i'm assuming was that, she was on was the that, 80 team i'm trying to think when that was because uh, president reagan was elected in 80 right wasn't he right so that was, it was, Jim, it was jimmy carter who made the call mm-hmm. yes it was Jimmy um, Carter that made the call. Reagan was elected in November of 1980, so that would have been the Summer Olympics of 1980 before Reagan was... Which was in uh, Russia, right? Correct, yes. Okay. And Russia retaliated well, by not that, coming to our games in 84. In 84, in L.A. Well, let me uh, credit uh, Jen Psaki there, which is the first time I've ever done that, <laughs> I think. Let me we mark cre- it down. Well, let me credit her and President Biden for acknowledging... Uh, the human rights violations that are going on with China mm-hmm. with respect to the, is it the Uyghurs? Uyghurs. Is, that, is that what you right. call it? They're right. mu- the they're, Uyghurs. Right. They're Muslims in the uh, western the part. far western provinces, right? Yeah. We've all heard and read about uh, that. But, of course, China is a totalitarian state, and the Uyghurs aren't the first people that they've mistreated, mm-hmm. right? No. Uh, I mean, it's a way of way of life for many. They're under, they're under, uh, they're under uh, you know, persecution Christians. Sure, sure. It's a totalitarian country. So, yeah. but what they are doing out in the West, this, it is, it's not wrong to use the word genocide. It's the deliberate destruction of an ethnic minority in China. And uh, the president there and the, the Communist Party, they know they can get away with it. And they are getting away with it. It, is, just, with, is it is within their borders? Yes. I mean, yes. not that that justifies it. But it's the far western part, which is the part of China the rest of us don't ever think about. You start about getting much. into the stands. That's exactly yeah. right. When you when you leave that That's part right. of the world. As far as the Olympic Games, I, I, I don't know. There's there's a 
this is me personally, okay? Uh, I uh, The Olympic Games have always been, you know, you've always had tensions around the world between governments. Uh, That's true. You know, and, and you forever will. So I don't – if you're going to have the Olympic Games, uh, which is sport, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I just – you know, there's what the, what what Biden is going to do is not send diplomats, correct? But <laughs> our athletes are going to go and participate. That is correct, and I do have sound from Saki clarifying. Uh, let's do that. This is Saki saying our athletes are going to go to the games. Clip five. The athletes on Team USA have our full support. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home. We will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Either way, you any way you answer this, are going to we we could find four different we could find disagreement in this room mm-hmm. about whether or not to send athletes or not. Sure. Right? So yeah, another opinion that was been expressed in the last twenty four hours is uh, the Olympic Committee should not choose to hold the games in countries like China. That's a very good point. That are persecuting people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's well right. documented. Why would the Olympic Committee say, okay, we're going to award you China well, dictatorship? Killers of innocent people. We're going to award you the games. I think the answer you would probably get is that uh, they are attempting, they, the Olympic Committee, to uh, to influence China because China doesn't. Maybe China doesn't would 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 treat people uh, in their own country better if the world spotlight. I'm just giving you yeah. what they would say. With, with the world spotlight is on them, Ray. I, I don't have a good answer for. For what Fred's talking about. Well, in, in the first place, Fred, part of the problem is there's only a handful of places in the world that are big enough and strong enough even to host the Olympic Games. And Correct. I mean, you're not going to take the summer games to Paraguay, right? No. You're just, you're, no. you're not. You're no, not. This is the winter games, though, right? We, right. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's right. only, you have to go to, you, you have to go to countries with enough, with infrastructure. enough in, infrastructure, mm-hmm. enough money to even make it happen. So it's a pretty small. It's a pretty small pool of countries. I got to say, guys, it doesn't seem to me to be much more than a slap on the hand yeah. to say your diplomats aren't going to go. That's right. I mean, so there'll be an empty well, chair have, at the cocktail party. You parties. also have the uh, <laughs> right. you, you also have the COVID. Yeah. By that I mean the COVID came from China, right? The Wuhan yes. laboratory, right. Yes. right? yes. I mean, uh, so that's also a reason to not go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I you know these athletes they train uh, and uh, for years and years and this is their this is their one opportunity right. right and to be denied a chance to compete for medals a gold medal in the different sports because of the what's because of the host country's. Um, Bad your act, point. Your bad, point is if bad if, actions. If, I, I, China was doing bad stuff way before, before they were ever before, chosen I think Fred's for this. Po- right? I think Fred's got a good point, and that is the Olympic Committee never should have. Cho- they should not choose totalitarian states to host the Olympic Games, and if if that causes China to pull out of other games, then so be it. I'll. I'll nom- I think that's the that, that's the right solution. I'll nominate Canada to hold the Winter Games well, from now on. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We're nice. We're, We're so, nice people. We're nice yeah. people. Canadian <laughs> nice. There's plenty of Canadian. space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. There's plenty of space. That's right. Plenty of room in Canada for the uh, hosting. Go back uh, to Calgary, right? That's right. Go back to Calgary. It is one of the cleanest countries on earth. Yes, yes. Yeah, Calgary. 
where Eddie the Eagle made his name yes. uh, for himself. back. I think that's Calgary. Mm-hmm. Calgary. Back, back in the day. Remember that guy from mm-hmm. Britain? Mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle. Eagle. Right. He was, uh, he was yes. uh, one of those uh, crazy people that flew down the uh, <laughs> down the hill and then went flying into the air. What do they call that? Uh, do you know, Fred? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The ski jump? Is the ski jump? Ski jump, yeah. Yeah, we don't... Uh, we don't have that much here in Mississippi, so <laughs> you know I, I haven't. Uh, Not a big ski. I haven't been to here. many of those events. We'll be back in a minute. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was. All the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Take a moment to think about who God has used in your life while on your faith journey. Perhaps it was a friend, pastor, or family member. Aren't you glad they took the time to invest in you? Through Operation Christmas Child, a simple shoebox gift opens the door for discipleship, connecting a child with believers in a local church. The Greatest Journey, a dynamic 12-lesson discipleship course, teaches these children how to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. Then, upon graduation, each child receives a certificate and a New Testament in their own language. Operation Christmas Child is able to train teachers and provide all of the materials for only $6 per child. That means for a monthly recurring gift of $6, you could help disciple 12 precious children each year. Will you join Operation Christmas Child in bringing life-changing discipleship to children around the world? To learn more, go to AFR.net. That's AFR.net. And thank you. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Getting death threats is sadly a way of life for conservative journalists. I'm no exception. The other day, I defended Congressman Thomas Massey, the Republican from Kentucky. He's facing a firestorm of controversy over his family Christmas photo. Now, it features the entire Massey family holding firearms. Well, the mainstream media and the anti-gun nuts were unhinged, accusing him of violating the spirit of Christmas. But I contend there was nothing wrong with the photo. And the best way to have peace on earth is to make sure you can protect and defend your family. Well, the threats came at an insane speed. One person said they hoped I would be shot in the head. Another said I should get murdered. And another said I should watch my back. For the record, I do watch my back. And with gun-toting friends like Congressman Massey, I'm not all that worried. I'm Todd Starnes. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 American Family Radio When you die, are you going to heaven or not? 
you can know for sure. Heavenornot.net This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred, Ray, and Chris. We thank you for listening to AFR. If you want to watch the show, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in Today's Issues, and we live video stream the show there. At Facebook, we post our stories uh, that we're talking about. And coming in January, I think, January, February, we will have the capability to live stream uh, our program on our own streaming service, okay? Walker Wildman and uh, Tony Vitagliano and our team there have been developing our own streaming service uh, like a YouTube, for example, or a Facebook Live so that we don't have to go to outside uh, companies to get our message out. Uh, as you know, uh, there are these men, these big liberal social media companies. A lot of them are censoring Christians and conservatives on a regular basis, and we don't want to be subject to that uh, because of what we say. So, but, but subject to potentially, you know, shutting us down, closing us off, and so uh, we're going to have our own. A version of YouTube coming up. So we'll be making, well, we already have it in existence, but it's not, we don't have the capability right now to live stream. So that's what we're working on. And I think Christian uh, and conservatives are going to have to create our own financial social media ecosystem, if you want to. And a lot of people are working on this uh, so that uh, we don't get, uh, you know, yanked down or canceled. Uh, we got canceled overnight from a company called Stripe about a year ago. Uh, they're a credit card processing company out in California. And, man, they just – somebody put something out, said the SPLC called AFA a hate group, and they just terminated us overnight. Hmm. Uh, it was huh, just overnight. Now, we picked up a uh, a good company to work with to take their place, but I'm just talking about those kinds of things are happening, right, to uh, Christians and conservatives, and we're, so we're going to have to make our own stuff, well, so to speak. As bad as the situation has been with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, and it is bad, the real answer is exactly what we're doing here, is creating alternative social media, alternatives to Facebook, alternatives to Twitter, and certainly an alternative to YouTube, which is owned by Google, mm -hmm. because they, they, they clearly feel free to uh, censor us, to shadow ban us, to squelch our voices. And so I think, Tim, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we're doing here uh, at the network. So but I, I should ask you this. If somebody who's listening says, I want to find out more about this, what do they need to do just to, to well, find out? Go uh, to uh, is AFA Streaming. .net, I think, afastreaming.net. Uh, I got that right, Brent. Uh, I should know that off the top of my head. 
but there's only so much information I can have. It's streaming.afa.net. Yeah, streaming.afa.net. Go there now, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. But uh, we got a lot of stuff there right now mm-hmm. that you can watch and view, good stuff, good information, good material, good resources. Uh, but we're going to have the ability to, to live stream on that site coming up sometime in January. Probably we'll be making that announcement. Now, I will say this, uh, this show here, today's issues, maybe we're not provocative enough <laughs> because uh, I, YouTube and Facebook have been pretty good to us. Uh, they, they've not cut us off. Have they, Brent? Brent, pull that microphone up. Do you remember, has, has not, Facebook or YouTube cut us off ever? Not to my knowledge, no. Yeah, now Vimeo they, has. Vimeo, yes. right. Yes. Said the I word. Vimeo. The I word. Yeah, yeah the I word. That's a, all right, people, don't tell anybody. It's called Ivermectin. And we talked about it once, and Vimeo freaked out and took us down overnight. Well, no, it wasn't overnight. It was over minutes. Yeah. We released a video talking about the success of ivermectin now, to treat COVID in India, and they took us down. Yeah. Now, Facebook did um, put a fact check up one time. I posted a story about ivermectin, and they put a fact check up Did they fact us. check us? But they didn't shut but us down. But they didn't shut us down, no. Yeah. And I'm sure... Facebook really did fact check that. Yeah. Uh, all we did was, t- and you can't even talk about right uh, alternative uh, treatments. I mean, just like we're living in, like we're living in China here. Right. 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 You can't even say. You can't even say the I word. Right. Right. The I word. You can't. Right. You can't even mention it, or you they'll know, come down on you. No. It's crazy. It is. You know, it, I, I, I've mentioned this before. Are we going to apply this standard going forward to? Whatever the uh, stat medical establishment says to be so, uh, then we, we're not going to be able to talk about alternative treatments or, or, or other people's personal experiences. I, I liken this to uh, somebody has cancer, and I, what's the most common treatment for, for, for cancer? Is it radiation, radiation or chemotherapy? chemotherapy. chemotherapy yeah. yeah. Okay. What if somebody says, well, you know, I've heard of this other alternative treatment, which uh, I've known several people who've had success with it, uh, whatever that may be. Hmm. Are, are, are we then going to be fact-checked, you know what I'm saying, or, or said you can't talk about that? You know, that's what's going on with ivermectin and oh, what's that long H word? Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that yeah. one. So, I mean, and, and, other, and, other, and other treatments, too. Hmm. Uh, well... To also to talk about uh, natural immunity. Right. You talk about natural immunity with these uh, Dr. Fauci types, and they just look at you like they've never heard of it. Right. Which before COVID, that wasn't even that wasn't even that, an that issue. wasn't controversial. That's right. No. It's everybody. That that was something that was okay to talk about pre-COVID. You can't yeah. even mention it's like, it now. You know, can't people just have? The freedom to talk without being shut down or censored, even if the, I would say, even if what they're saying is is uh, far fetched. Yes. For example, uh, I always tell people about the the COVID shots, otherwise known as the vaccines. Uh, go do your own research. Mm-hmm. Okay, do your talk to your own doctor. We're not telling you to get it or not to get it. Do you make, know, make your own decision. Make your own decision based on uh, what you find out and the information you find out. But I will say this. Uh, with respect to the the shots or the vaccines, there are there is another there is the the another side of the story. Yes, 
that uh, a lot of people have had negative reactions to the uh, COVID shots, some seriously negative, and you can't even talk about that without being called, you know, an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. So is that kind of thing is what I'm uh, talking but about. But I, 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 I think on a, on a positive note on all this, I think the facts are catching up to the fear uh, yeah. when it comes to the pandemic. As time goes on, even Fauci the other day was saying, well, wait a minute, the latest variant, we don't think it's going to be as bad as we thought initially. Well, we should have listened to the South African doctors who said that right off the bat. Yeah. That the uh, the latest variant, you know, a few <clears throat> sniffles and you're over it. Yeah. That's the same Fauci who recently said he represents science. Yes. So if the man who represents Fellas, science now says it's not a big deal. Well, as the proper title here is Lord Fauci. <laughs> so please show him the due Todd respect. Todd Starnes referred to him yeah. yesterday as the patron saint of Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Todd okay, Starnes, that's right? good. Okay, yes. that's good. All right, Sandy Rios joins us most uh, Tuesdays at this time. And she's on with us now. Sandy is Director of Governmental Affairs for... American Family Association and host of Sandy Rios in the morning. Heard 7 a.m. Central Time to 8 o'clock right here on AFR each weekday morning. Good morning, Sandy. Uh, good morning, Tim. I, <clears throat> I'm so offended. I don't know how you guys can say such horrible things about <laughs> Anthony Fauci. Did we say? I mean, you, that is so unchristian-like uh, because really. Him you know, I still have the article from months ago, maybe even last year when I called Sandy about something crazy Fauci had said, and she told me something along the lines of, Dr. Anthony Fauci is a evil little smiling man. <laughs> and uh, I told Fred, like, as me. soon as we got off the phone, I was like, i got to tell you this. <laughs> you didn't believe me then, did you? Yeah. No. I will neither yeah. confirm what? nor deny <laughs> those allegations. What, what is his background? I mean, Sandy, what? Nobody, I mean, by that I mean uh, he is a, a very much a liberal, right? I mean, politically, he always has been. Is what I understand. well, you could. I don't know about that. I know that he was. He loved Hillary Clinton. That's okay. about as far back as That's I go. That's all with him I need to know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, anyway. but the thing about it, the more important thing as you go back with him, Tim, is that he has been running the National Institutes for Health, his part of it, <clears throat> for years. He made his fame in uh, his AIDS research. He, they, they get glowing reviews of what Anthony Fauci did to uh, to stop the AIDS virus or to hold it back. But in the pro now we're learning in the process of that, uh, he actually oversaw giving uh, AIDS orphans. Now that doesn't mean children with AIDS. It means kids that were orphaned because their parents died of AIDS. They experimented on these kids in a Catholic uh, orphanage by giving them experimental AIDS drugs, and it produced horrible effects. And the children, the story is just, it would just, it makes you weep, it makes you cringe. They begged not to have the medicine, and they actually ended up um, putting feeding tubes in some of them if they would not take the medicine. They would retch after taking it, then it had all kinds of side effects. And as I understand it, some kids died. Robert Kennedy Jr. writes about this in his book, but I had actually heard this story before I knew about his book, and I played uh, a bit of a, a nurse that used to work with him, giving her testimony. So that's one thing. And, I, and then I, I think I've told you guys that I, uh, when he was the head of the NIH, uh, they, he oversaw—this is recently. They are experimenting now with uh, babies uh, that survive abortion or it, however they get these unborn babies still intact. And they took, you know, the—I saw a picture that they removed the crown and the hair of a newborn and and 
put it on the head of a rat. So the rat was growing this baby's hair. And they are trying, you know, they're doing research on hair products. That's And so that's why I have been calling him Mengele, Dr. Mengele, the Nazi scientist who experimented with humans. Uh, and that, that's what uh, I think Laura... Um, Ingram? Uh, Laura, no. La- Lara Logan has Lara got, Logan, she yeah. f- recently said the same thing a couple of days ago and is in all kinds of trouble. I guess they just haven't heard me say it yet, but really that's his background, Tim. That's what we need to know about him. He's done well, horrific things, H- human sh- shutter, shutter producing things. He, he also got into it, uh, quite directly with, uh, has Dr. Fauci with, uh, Senator Rand Paul, right? Senator Rand Paul basically called him a liar, didn't he? Yes. Oh, yes, because he lied in, in Congress. He said uh, he said that they were not doing gain-of-function research mm-hmm. in Wuhan and that he had nothing to do with that. Gain-of-function means uh, creating, uh, mutating viruses, in this case COVID, to make it more virulent, more lethal, uh, able to really harm humans in a new horrible way. For some reason, they think they have to do that in order to understand the virus and, but, of course, they were using gain-of-function research, and it was funded by the National Institutes for Health. And Fauci said no in Congress and repeatedly. Under oath. Uh, he said it wasn't gain-of-function. That was yeah. a lie. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I always – it's a mystery to me why – maybe it shouldn't be. Why would a United States federal government agency – namely the National Institutes for Health, because it is a federal government agency, right? Right? Which he's in charge of. Sure, yes. What business does that agency have distributing American taxpayer money to China's labs? (laughs) Huh? Now, did he he ever, did Fauci ever recant uh, that, or did, uh, as I understand it, was it a direct grant? Or was it sort of money money laundering, so to speak? Uh, that is, in a his his agency gave it to somebody else who gave it to Wuhan lab. No, I think I don't. Um, I I my impression, and, and so I'm not the person to ask about that. Detail, ask Rand Paul, my, right? Yes, <laughs> my impression is that it was no. I think they did. They removed it from. I think it was uh, Virginia, um, Duke. It was some place in North Carolina that oh, they Obama were, they banned were, it, they, right? Yes. To his credit, he banned his, that gain-of-function so, research. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, so they took it offshore, and uh, I don't think they hit it all that well. So I don't know, but I'm sure it didn't say for gain-of-function research, but that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, um, it's, it's a frightening situation to think that it's gotten to this point and that yeah. he still is trusted by so many people. I, w- I got in a, in a cab in D.C. last week, and the cabbie, first thing up, he said, Are you vaccinated? Hmm. Huh. I, I was just getting in the cab. I said, no, I'm not vaccinated. How could you win? And they're shouting at me. And I said, well, if you want to know why I'm not vaccinated and you just you want to talk, I'm happy to tell you. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Well, I tried. But uh, but in, in the course of that rant, he was talking about how wonderful Fauci was, you know. And, well, I, you know, people are crazy. I think they, they knew you were coming to town, Sandy. They sent a. Oh, <laughs> taxi driver over there to pick you up. Huh? I'm afraid it's not all hey, that it's rare time to go, in D.C. It's time to go harass Rios. It's Bitcoin, so you can't trace it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. anyway, uh, did you explain to the fellow that 
the quote vaccination shot does not keep you from getting COVID or spreading oh, COVID. I did, this? but he just he kept talking louder. I said, okay. you know, you're not listening right. to me. He said, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I said, well, <laughs> why wouldn't if you believe what you're saying is true? Why wouldn't you just want to listen? You know, because right. it's not true anyway. What I'm saying, why wouldn't you want to listen? I tried everything I could, but he, I had him laughing by the time we. Right. Like Bruce said, yeah, you, why do you start this with cabbies? They're, you don't know. Yeah, I know. You just wanted there. a cab ride, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, I didn't start it, but I finished it. He should have put, put, put placards all around his car. No vax that's, people need apply. Yeah, yeah that's really. The, that's the title of Sandy's book. I didn't start it, but I finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sandy, thanks, that's a great for, idea, Chris. Thank thanks you. for joining us this morning. What's coming up on uh, your show tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I, I'm i just going to be talking about whatever's in the news. This morning, we started some r- really fascinating things are breaking in the news that I don't think uh, most people are hearing about, like this whole business about Walmart, the CEO of Walmart. Uh, there's a long conversation with him and uh, um, uh, Biden, the, the son, Hunter Biden, mm. that was found on the laptop, and it's where the CEO is discussing how to get Trump out of office. Really? How to help uh, help elect Joe Biden? Yes. I, I'm and then, of course, aware of this story. Yes. Well, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, these are not stories that the mainstream is. Uh, these are things that came to my attention from other sources. Okay. So I'll be following up on that tomorrow. Uh, and that- uh, it's terrible because you know Walmart ended up uh, being able to stay open during the whole pandemic. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Mm. Wonder how that happened. So, so, so. there's a conversation uh, on Hunter Biden's laptop. How did you find out about this, Sandy? Is it well, being reported in the news media, I guess? No, I just have, I know people that know people, you know, Tim, and I get a lot of information that it doesn't ever necessarily, it surely somebody but I, What I'm saying is you it. can verify it. Yes. Okay. Yep. Actually, it was a former I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sued, Sandy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> No, well, I'll send you the information. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. You, the guy that, the CEO, uh, the guy who heads the, he's the chairman of the board. He's yeah. the son-in-law, uh, grandson-in-law of uh, okay. Sam. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. it, so not necessarily the uh, CEO of the company right now. He Somebody is the else chairman of the board. Chairman Did of I miss the board. Chairman, chairman of the board. board. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry. No, chairman Walmart. Okay. All right. Uh, Sandy, thank you so much for being on with us. Um, uh, You're ha- welcome. Happy taxi riding. Okay. <laughs> Wherever you may go. Yeah. I'll be I'll be kinder, gentler, quieter okay. in the future. <laughs> well, he's the one that started it, right? I know, I know. Uh, okay. He started it. Thank right. you, Tim. All right, thank you, Sandy. <laughs> okay, right. talk to you soon. Okay, bye bye. Uh, Sandy Rios. Uh, it, wanted- but basically, yeah. the lesson we want everybody to understand is don't don't get in a fight with your cabbie <laughs> because usually uh, cabbies don't talk. No, no, usually they don't unless they talk too. Right. Yeah. And but there are some people who have bought totally a hundred percent into the fear factor sure about the virus and i mean they're just scared to death these are the same people well, who wear masks in car when they're in cars all by themselves they're scared to death well for that fellow here as the story uh, sandy described he shouldn't um he shouldn't uh, uh he should ask her that if he has a problem with that he should ask her that before she ever gets in the in the cab right shouldn't let her sign. in the, right huh or get out of the business right yeah Get yeah. out of the business. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Should you want to send us an email, comments at AFR.net is the address, comments at AFR.net. Chris? 
Well, next story we got the. When is the actor Jesse Smollett story going to come up? Chris? Yes, that is. Well, I can do it now. What, actually, what a mess! Uh, the trial oh, is nearing mess. an end. Uh, it could actually uh, go to uh, a jury or judge's uh, decision uh, as soon as this week. Um, you For know, people who don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. real quickly, we're talking about the uh, black gay actor. Yes. Who. Uh, was it a year ago or a year and a half? 2019. Yeah, Trump was in office. Right. 2019, folks. You remember that? He staged the um, the attack there in Chicago in the middle of the winter, uh, January or February, where he... Two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, this guy says that he went to Subway to get a sandwich, which a lot of people do at two in the morning in the middle of winter in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, That cold country. I mean, it's a, it's a long yeah. line. That's right. It's a long line there at Subway. I didn't even saw subways were open after. Anyway, he uh, paid these guys, uh, so they said, to uh, attack him. These two uh, African fellows who were friends of his to attack him. They staged the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then Smollett, the actor, said that uh, he was attacked by two MAGA. Two MAGA guys. You know, Chicago's big MAGA country. You know, we all know that. Uh, and uh, And they put a noose around his neck put some bleach on him and, and beat him up a little bit. Right. And that he, was a story and he's sticking to yeah, it. That's the story. And he's sticking to it. Uh, he maintains, he did not set this up. He did not plan it. It was not a fake attack. The, How uh, long is he going to go on with this charade? I guess he is an actor. We'll talk Good about night. It. Come on. <laughs> Everybody in the world knows you're making this stuff up out of whole cloth. And mm-hmm. because the two guys have, have they yeah. testified. Yes. He yes. paid them thirty five hundred dollars. They and said they had a and dry run, as they called it. They had a dry. They a dry rehearsed run. it the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What 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 happened? Though? I'm waiting for Cory Booker, the senator for from New Jersey, the Democrat, and Vice President Harris, who was a senator from New uh, from uh, California. She called it a modern day lynching. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, and and uh, so I'm waiting for her to apologize. You know, and I don't for, know that you'll get that. Judgment. Right. I don't know that you'll get that because she's busy taking applications for staffers because <laughs> they keep leaving oh, the office. Oh, Chris, that uh, a, low blow. Yes. a low blow, a low blow. Well, just real quickly yeah. on this, this is a humorous, uh, ridiculous <clears throat> case, and I hope the guys to spend some jail time or at least pay the city of Chicago some money for their trouble here for the police the guy. These. Uh, lefties, and this happens over and over again. These social, a lot of these social justice warriors, hmm. they want so badly for white males to harm people, so that they can say, "Look, white supremacy is on the rise, and we must do something to stop it." Uh, so, it, it, with that, is their. That is their their motivation every day they get up almost is to please let some white male somewhere mm-hmm. do something terrible so we can show the world that white supremacy is on the rise in America. And it's just not happening for them. So in the case of Jesse Smollett, it wasn't happening. So he said I, he also was a kind of a B actor who needed some publicity. Yeah. And so how do I get my name in the news? Well, listen, I'm gay. I'm black. I get some guys to attack me and put a noose around my neck. I go home. I call the cops, and I tell them, hey, look, the MAGA people attack me, and this is this is how bad it is here in Chicago. 
this obviously wasn't well thought out. <laughs> Is that an understatement of the year? <laughs> Very no. much so. <laughs> I, I'm really surprised that three individuals of any intellectual capacity at all would say, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. Let's go with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so the cops come over to the guy's house or his apartment mm-hmm. or hotel room, wherever he's staying, and he's still got the noose around his neck. Well, right? actually, he took it off. But he'd take it off? And uh, a friend said, better put it back on better before put- the police arrive. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing was concocted. In mm-hmm. fact, um, uh, wh- okay, uh, I would say I've read this kind of story time and time and time again where somebody uh, there was a story out of greenville mississippi what a couple of years back and this is the kind of thing that happens where uh, a black fella spray painted his own church with a with like a kkk rules or something like that some racial racially charged uh comments call the media the media comes oh look some some kkk type is, uh, is attacking a black church. As it turns out, it was the black fella who did it himself. Yes. And that, what I'm saying to you is uh, that ha- there was a gay guy down in Austin, Texas. He went to buy a cake at a grocery store, and the, the, he it goes in to get his cake. He takes it back out to the car. <laughs> he, he puts some kind of uh, anti-gay slur on the cake takes the cake back inside and look and says, I can't believe you guys would do this. This is very homophobic. And as it turns out, the fellow wrote the stuff on the cake himself. This happens over and over and over again. That is not to say there aren't some crimes and, and uh, intimidations done because people are genuinely racist, okay? Or they're genuinely hate gay people i mean that does, that kind of thing is you live in a country of 330 million people that kind of thing is going to happen from time to time but uh white supremacy ladies and gentlemen and the kkk uh hardly even exist at all I, you can't even huh i mean yeah i mean so the idea that that's somehow the the the, the, the norm uh, the main threat to right. our country is ridiculous and Jesse Smollett tried to tried to pull one over and it didn't work out so well the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio